diabetes, most epidemic disease in our society. There are two types, type 1, which is uh, genetic in nature, and it's usually juvenile onset before the age of 20, and it is uh, a pancreatic failure. These individuals are totally insulin dependent for life. Fortunately, that condition is rather obscure. The whopping 95% or so of, of diabetics walking around today are type 2. And this is non-insulin dependent. We used to call it adult onset. We can't anymore because the biggest epidemic of diabetes is in juveniles now. Unbelievable. And it's going to get worse each generation. We're just seeing the tip of the iceberg of this thing. And that's because, once again, of that SAD thing, that standard American diet. Most of us consume more refined carbohydrates in one day than our grandparents consumed in a week, than our grandparents consumed in two weeks. And we just assume that our body's going to figure out what to do with all of this. Well, you see, all of these, all of these refined carbohydrates convert to a sugar called glucose. Glucose is the fuel food, but glucose is also deadly. Think of it as aviation fuel in a Volkswagen, okay? It's like going to really heat you up. Well, one of two things has got to happen pretty darn fast once glucose is formed. You're either going to have to burn it or store it. And most of us are not in the burning state very much of the day. So that only leaves one option for your chemistry, and that's to store it. Well, body can't store glucose. can only store glycogen. So the glucose has to be chemically converted by insulin to glycogen. And then when the glycogen storehouses in your muscles and liver fill up, which they do on our diet in about three days, then that glycogen has to be converted to triglyceride. And the triglyceride is shoved in the fat cell waiting for a time of famine. And famine never seems to hit us. Markets and restaurants are open 24 hours a day. We have access to deadly food on a constant, ever-present, threatening basis. And we partake of those deadly foods with great uh, desire. Now, I'm not telling you you should, you know, approach your dietary and your lifestyle like a monk. No, enjoy life. That's what you're here for. But try to be a little kind to yourself. Try not to, like, do this excessive enjoyment four or five times a day, you know, maybe like twice a week would be good. Just think how good that would taste if you had some anticipation connected with it. So many of us have become so desensitized to the standard American diet that we have to increasingly add sweets to our food. I see people taking all kinds of things and dumping more sugar on. Or they've got these plate of pancakes which are made from refined white flour that are going to turn to sugar in about eight minutes. And they pour syrup all over it and some whipping cream that has been sweetened, by the way, and more and more. And consequently, many of us consume more carbohydrates the first meal of the day than we should have in a week. The average American consumes 350 to 500 grams of sugar-forming foods daily as opposed to uh, less than 100, 100 years ago. And if you think your body knows what to do with that, think about it again. There's a reason why diabetes is the most epidemic disease in our nation, because diabetes is a direct result of insulin abuse. So when we say non-insulin dependent type 2 diabetes, we're saying these people are not suffering from a lack of insulin. They're suffering from too much insulin. 
because their body is overproducing this hormone to try to clean the sugar out of your blood 24 hours a day, which it never, you never take a break from. And the side effect of that is obesity, hypertension, elevated cholesterol, because insulin irritates your liver in excess. And some of us are walking around with insulin, elevated insulin levels in our bloodstream 24-7. And when you see somebody that's more than 60, 70 pounds overweight, I guarantee you that that person is hyperinsulinemic. They have what we call syndrome X because it is physically impossible to eat enough food to gain that much weight. Because if you're truly calorie sensitive and you gain weight when you eat too much, there's a threshold. You'll gain 25, 30 pounds and that'll be it. And no matter how much you eat, you don't seem to gain any more weight. If you are hyperinsulinemic, however, you will continue to gain weight until you're five, six, seven hundred pounds. There is no limit to the potential of the body's insulin to convert glucose to triglyceride. There is no threshold. There's no plateau. And so when we deal with these uh, obese and morbidly obese individuals, we almost invariably deal with them as a pre-diabetic. Because if they live long enough, that's what they're going to become. It goes, it goes obesity, hypoglycemia, blood sugar fluctuations, type 2 diabetes. Now, not everybody goes all the way, but most people will if they live long enough. So what are we going to do about this problem? Well, at our research center, the first thing we do is put, a, put these individuals on a diet of controlled carbohydrate intake. This is extremely important. First of all, it will cause profound weight loss because once they stop consuming sugar-forming foods, their body will be forced to take those triglycerides out of the fat cell and convert them back to sugar for energy. See, once they go in, they never come out because we never stop eating sugar-forming foods. So once we, once we deprive the body of glucose, it will convert that triglyceride back to glucose and we're back and running. We're also losing weight. Why? Because when insulin converts glucose to triglyceride, it adds two molecules of water. And when the conversion goes backwards the other way, it loses two molecules of water, which is why you'll frequently hear people who are on a low-carbohydrate diet say, gee, I can't be more than three minutes away from a bathroom. I'm peeing all the time. Well, that's the water that's being released from the triglyceride molecule when it is converted back to energy. And the water's got to go somewhere. And water's heavy, by the way. So the quickest way to lose 30 of those 80 pounds that this person has on them, uh, which they can do in four to six weeks in some cases, is to deprive them of glucose. Take away their carbohydrate intake. And their body has no choice but to convert those stored molecules backwards again. Exercise. Exercise not only burns calories, increases the body's requirement for fuel, but it also improves insulin sensitivity, which means that your body doesn't have to produce as much insulin to eliminate glucose. And the less insulin it produces, the less triglyceride it forms. The less triglyceride it forms, the less body weight you, you acquire. Then we have specific supplements. Chromium, vanadium or vanadyl sulfate, aspartic acid, alpha-lipoic acid, bitter melon, cinnamon, and so forth. And we put those together in a very unique formula, one that I developed very early on, and I've changed it a few times as new, new technology and science has is, 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 uh, shown us some, some benefits. 
Um, but I, I produced it because, as I said earlier, uh, type 2 diabetes is an epidemic in my particular family, and I just decided I didn't think I wanted that. Uh, and so I stuck my nose into the why before, because I watched relatives die, one limb at a time, blindness, kidney failure, you know, all the great stuff that comes along with uncontrolled diabetes. And I just thought, no, I don't, I don't, want, I don't want to do that. So I found out why that was happening to them, and what you're looking at right there prevents that problem from occurring in most every instance. Um, once we get your blood sugar and insulin levels under control, it's very easy to teach you exactly how to maintain that so you don't get into a situation which is called yo-yo, where you lose the weight and then you gain it and then you lose it and then you gain it. And you know what, why people do that? Well, first of all, we could say because they're weak-willed. And for some people, probably that's true. But it's also the fault of these so-called uh, weight management centers. You know, they, I won't mention any names, but you know, they're all out there. They advertise on TV and everywhere. And they all have this great, weird, and wonderful program. They've got their prepackaged foods. They, they just got you all fixed up. No brainer. Just do what they tell you to, eat what they tell you to, and boom. They're all missing one small thing, however. They don't have a maintenance program. So now you've lost your 65 pounds. Uh, they kick you out of the place. You're on your own. And in a year, it's all back and 10 more. Now, why don't they teach you how to maintain that? Because they don't want you to maintain that. They want you to come back and sign up again. It's actually immoral, but uh, hey, you know, that's business, I suppose. Uh, our weight management programs at our research center, however, uh, we not only teach you how to maintain your goal once you've achieved it, we also teach you how to cheat, which means you can eat anything you want if you do it our way. Come on, there's no such thing as a free lunch. You've got to give a little.